This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Protocol for Life Balance, offering a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out which can help support your body's healthy detoxification process, including liver detox support, NAC, chlorophyll, and DIM plus CDG. This suite of products aids in the elimination of certain environmental toxins from the body, supports healthy cellular reproduction cycles and liver function, and promotes healthy hormone metabolism. They're backed by solid scientific data and available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, we're going to talk to the olive oil hunter, T.J. Robinson, about olive oil. Olive oil, uh, an important adjunct to your healthy nutritional program, uh, but it's also something that we enjoy for its gustatory qualities. Uh, I'm the expert on the benefits of olive oil, but uh, olive oil isn't something that we just take like uh, castor oil, you know, hold our nose and a spoonful of, medicine, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. It is a delicious uh, accoutrement to many dishes. Uh, I use tons of olive oil thanks to sourcing by T.J. Robinson. Uh, he goes hither and thither and yon all over the world uh, hunting down artisanal olive oil, the best tasting, the freshest, uh, the most polyphenol laden olive oils that you can find. Uh, TJ, it's a pleasure having you back on Intelligent Medicine. It's been a while. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be back. You're always so much uh, fun to do an interview with. And also, I learn so much. Like your knowledge on the health benefits of olive oil are just incredible and so deep. Um, so I'm, I'm always probably way more excited to do this interview <laughs> than, than you are. But anyway, I know you love the olive oil and I can't wait to inform your listeners on, you know, all my best shopping tips and, you know, how they can not be duped at the supermarket uh, and, and all that sort of fun stuff. So I'm really excited yeah. to be on your show. Thank you. Indeed. And, and I, I really think that, uh, you know, in addition to you being a sponsor, kind of you to do that, uh, you know, we're on a mission here to get good quality olive oil into the hands of our listeners uh, both for taste enjoyment, but also for its distinct health benefits. And, and I'm going to share some of those, uh, uh, with our listeners, uh, during this podcast. Uh, but, uh, first, uh, give us some background. Why did you start the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club? Well, it's, it's been a while. Um, I, I actually started the club uh, around 15 years ago. Um, I was a chef uh, in New York and was working and living on the Upper West Side. And I had I met a Sicilian gentleman who invited me to a harvest party in Sicily. And that was an offer I could not refuse. <laughs> that sounds great. And I, and, and, I, and I took off to Sicily uh, in the fall and um, got to go to a harvest party. Uh, with a group of friends and I hung out with the family uh, on in the hills of, of Sicily there um, overlooking the Mediterranean it was just incredible 
day, whitewashed buildings. And we worked together with his family. We harvested olive fruit all day. It was my first time ever picking olives. And then in the evening, we went to the mill uh, and we pressed the seed. So we picked the fruit. We went to the mill. It's it's a very buzzy place uh, in Italy, especially at harvest time. You know, they're celebra- celebrating the fruits of their labor for the entire year. And a lot of families have their own olive trees. So they um, all go to these community mills and take their fruit and you you take your bins you load it up in the back of a fiat pinto and you 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 are panda and and just go uh so you you do that you put your name on the fruit you get in line you know there's a lot of italian uh being spoken uh i don't speak italian but <laughs> man you could just see the passion in everybody and how excited they were um but with this this fruit we we got in line and um we uh we waited our turn they you know uh, cousins were talking, family members, we all kind of pitched in that day. And then it was our turn to step over to the actual um, spigot where the fresh oil was flowing out of. Mm. And I stepped up to the um, to the mill there and, and stuck my tasting cup in there. And I put my nose to the glass. And I knew at that moment, my life had hmm. changed because I, I, I'm a boy from North Carolina. Like I'm a simple guy. I, right. I mean, I was a chef, a classically trained chef, and but I had no idea there was a product out there that had been kept from me. Uh, and I was really upset about that because this product that I smelled out of the, the, the fresh pressed oil that I smelled was so mm-hmm. alive. It was green. I, I think and that the bitter, state, the state spicy. oil in, in North Carolina, where you, where you grew up in, in the era when where you were growing up was probably Mazzola, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, it, Crisco or lard or yeah. Mazzola, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know, Americans, we we grow up. I mean, we know what the difference between uh, a box of apple juice is and fresh pressed apple cider. We understand and we recognize that because we grew up a lot of us around apple trees and we, you know, really like are excited about apple harvest season and fresh cider and cider slushies and all those kind of things. But olives, very little olives are grown in the U S and back in those days, it was like 3% in California. So hardly anybody had tasted fresh oil. And so for me, I tasted the oil. It really changed my life. I brought it back to the U S I shared it with friends. They were all flipping out over it. And when their bottles were empty, they were all like, TJ, can you get more oil for me? So I started to do some research. I learned that immigrants had taken olive tree cuttings with them on the boats as they left Italy yeah. and Greece and mm-hmm. other Mediterranean basic countries, basin countries, because they they were taking a piece of their family heritage. Mm-hmm. They were taking their grandfather's grove, piece of their grandparents' grove and great-grandfather's grove, and taking that to the new world with them. So, and they needed it for religious purposes. They needed it for their diet. So it turns out that in Chile and Argentina, Australia and New Zealand, actually incredible olives growing there. So mm-hmm. there's the Southern mm-hmm. Hemisphere, yeah. which is the opposite season of the Mediterranean. So, um, you know, later in the show, we're going to taste some new world olive oils from the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so I'll be excited to share those. And what's really cool about them is they're fresh right now when in the mm-hmm. Northern Hemisphere, we're getting all our fresh produce. So it's a it's a marriage made in heaven. But that's uh, what inspired the inspired the club. Well, so, you know, your your business model depends on 
literally being an olive oil hunter. You know, you I guess you, uh, you know, gather uh, all the data and talk to a bunch of people and travel hither and thither and yon to find the best, highest quality olive oil. It, it depends on the conditions locally. It depends on, you know, whether there's a drought or whether there's a cold yeah. spell. Uh, yes. you know, there's a lot of factors involved on, you know, in terms of, it's kind of like wine, uh, very much like yes. wine. Uh, That's but right. during COVID, you know, clearly there have been some constraints, uh, put upon you in terms of, uh, traveling, like, you know, going to New Zealand. It, I mean, they, they basically, uh, it's like a moat, you know, they pulled up the drawbridge and, uh, you know, it didn't admit anybody. So what did you do during COVID to keep the, keep the flow going? Yes. Well, I will tell you, I think during COVID, um, people were cooking a lot at home. People, especially my club members, um, people that are looking for the really great stuff. And there's a, there's a huge difference between mass bulk, uh, mass produced olive oil and artisanal olive oil and especially fresh pressed. Um, it's just a, they're just two completely different products. Um, so what we did or what I did during COVID, because as you you know, since I started the club, every quarter I tour the globe where they're having the harvest at that moment to select the fruit and select the oil for my club. And that during COVID was, as you said, it was like impossible. And still to Australia, my next quarter's oils are coming from Australia and I still can't get into yeah, Australia right Australia's now. Australia is like a bit it, of a hot zone. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's like no way you can get in there. So basically, I've the, the whole um, so olives are fruit that a lot of people don't realize that. So olives are fruit, unlike wine, and I love the wine analogy, but unlike wine, they do not age. Uh, the minute mm -hmm. they're pressed, they yeah. start to decline, right. they start to oxidize. So um, what we did so is you do not I want a 1970 vintage uh, <laughs> olive oil. It's not going to. Uh, absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. But the other analogy related to wine is olive varieties and these microclimates. Like uh, in Italy, you know, there are 550 olive varieties in Italy, and each one kind of has its own character and flavor and profile. And we can get more into that when we get into tasting. But mm -hmm. it's a really interesting world. Uh, but during COVID, what happened is I, I have my network of contacts. I mean, I've basically been working with these small family farmers for well over a decade. I So I have really deep relationships with them. And they um, wanted to support their communities during COVID. Tourism was down. A lot of yes. my friends in Tuscany and a lot of my friends in Abruzzo, um, there hardly any tourism there. So their communities were really hurting. So I really wanted to make sure to support them and keep my club going. Um, and and so what what we did, I used my boots on the ground. I work with a, an Italian consultant. Uh, he uh, went to the groves for me and actually gathered samples and DHL and FedEx uh, would send them to me. I'd normally get them in a couple days and then I would work with him. We would do these Zoom sessions and Skype sessions mm. where we would do blending sessions because we would mm. take these individual components of when the when that fruit was harvested, uh, what variety of fruit, and then create these uh, blends because every quarter my club members receive three oils, a mm -hmm. mild, a medium, yes. and a bold. And so I work to with the farmers right. to create that. 
So that it was really leveraging those deep relationships uh, that that was the the, the token, uh, the ticket. And and also, I honestly, the hardest part was my oils are flown in by jet. So they are direct from the harvest, direct from the grove. So my problem was there were hardly any commercial aircraft at certain parts of the pandemic. Wow, there was right. no traffic because <laughs> I, I fly my oils in the bellies of passenger planes. Sure. So, um, you know, or, and so, you know, that was like the harder thing for me. So I have to, had to, you know, work with different, um, air freight carriers, uh, than I'm used to. But yeah, we, we, um, you know, we rose to the challenge. And, and it was a, it was beautiful. I was able to support the club member and the farmers uh, throughout the world. So I'm very happy to to have survived it and kind of see coming out the other side of it now. And, and I have to say that it's a highly anticipated event in my household, uh, getting our, our quarterly installment of uh, three uh, high quality olive oils. And, uh, you know, everybody in the family's lined up to get theirs. And uh, I managed to hold on to a bottle or two, but they go pretty fast. Uh, they're great gifts, and everybody appreciates them. Uh, I just wanted to address, you know, the difference between uh, artisanal-produced uh, extra virgin olive oil versus mass-produced olive oil. And I'll give you a chance to speak to that from a, you know, a gustatory aesthetic taste standpoint. Yes. But I got to say, um, I pulled a study recently about the impact of olive oil. Uh, headline, olive oil could slash your chance of bone fractures in half, study says. Uh, wow. Researchers in Madrid, uh, they looked at uh, data uh, and they found, and I'm quoting, we found the greater consumption of extra virgin olive oil is associated with a lower risk of osteoporosis-related fractures in an older Mediterranean population uh, at high cardiovascular risk. Our findings highlight the consumption of extra virgin olive oil, one of the key foods in the Mediterranean diet, in the prevention of osteoporosis-related fractures. Now, there's more to this. They compared extra virgin olive oil to common olive oil, which, by the way, you know, 80% of the makeup of uh, common olive oil is refined oil. Consumption was not associated with a lower risk of fractures in the study. So the, the tasteless, mass-produced, highly refined olive oil, I mean, it's olive oil. It's, it, it's, it's legitimately olive oil, but it doesn't deliver the health benefits so you take it away from the aesthetic uh, end of, you know, flavor and quality and so on. Yes. Well, you know, science, the, 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 and, and to support what you're saying and all the scientists and, and doctors I speak with, they really hone in on all the polyphenols, uh, the yep. oleocanthal. And you can speak to those because you're really great at that. All that stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, so olive oil is akin to, um, it, like from the fat makeup, my understanding is it's very akin to human breast milk. So our bodies, it, when these polyphenols are in there and it's a high quality fresh olive oil, it's like this, it's like its own nature, nature's own like pill, like it's created like its own delivery system. That's a word I'm looking for, for delivering these wonderful, healthful polyphenols. And they're, they are discovering that the higher the polyphenols, 
that the healthier in quotes the oil can be um there there are extremes to the polyphenol thing where people you take the oil and add artificial penal of polyphenols or other phenols to it i'm not a fan of that at all i like naturally you know made products um that that were made with you know passion and love and integrity um not artificial um but basically uh the the studies that that you've shown a read to me in the past and taught me about where um, there's a big correlation between the quality of the product versus the um, uh, versus using a pure or a uh, or a type of olive oil that's that's been devoid of those uh, healthful components these these you call them what was it plant like antioxidants or plant yeah. sterols you Pol- gave me a poly- good term polyphenols for that. yeah is the term. And they're generally, their taste signature is generally somewhat bitter. Uh, many of the substances that are really helpful for humans uh, have a rather bitter taste. And sometimes people, you know, who have, uh, I don't know, they're highly sensitive to bitter taste. They, they kind of uh, uh, prefer a blander, uh, more refined uh, source of oil. And, you know, okay, but they're missing out on the benefits. Absolutely. And honestly, as I said, I'd never tasted fresh oil and I was even a chef and then traveled and worked in New York and restaurants and all over. Um, but most, there, there are a lot of problems and fraud in olive oil. And this yep. has been going on since, you know, Roman times. Yes. Uh, you know, there, but yeah, basically, uh, what, what happens and this has been covered by 60 minutes. It's been covered by every major publication. You've We've talked about it many times on your show, but there is a lot of fraud in olive oil um, where uh, there's some there's some serious issues. I mean, basically in Italy, there's something called the agro mafia and the agro mafia gets involved in certain products that are highly profitable. And one of these products is olive oil and they can um dilute high quality olive oil with low quality olive oil, put it in a fancy bottle and sell it for a premium price. So they basically cut it. Um, but it doesn't carry the jail terms that say, you know, dealing in, you know, an illegal substance would <laughs> even. So, um, in, in Europe, they have different standards, uh, for olive oil. And, and that's the standards we adhere to on the Fresh Press Olive Oil Club, uh, where not only is our oil, um, t- tested from the chemistry standpoint to meet the extra virgin, but it's also sent through a certified tasting panel. And that certified tasting panel is trained on finding the defects in the olive oil. And when I say defects, uh, a professional taster, when they assess an olive oil, they can tell you the story, uh, the life story of that olive oil. They can tell you what the weather conditions were uh, when it was harvested. They can tell you whether it was an early harvest or a late harvest oil. They can tell you if uh, how quickly the fruit was processed. Was it was it done quickly or rapidly or did it sit? 
you know, in a pile in the sun for a few days. It, was it, uh, was the, was the machinery itself clean? Was the tank it was stored in clean? Because if it's not, what happens is you show, um, defects, uh, that you're able to assess with your nose. It'll smell briny. It'll smell whiny. It could smell like vinegar. So, or like crayons, you know, people have these different. So, you know, uh, one, the best thing you can do is educate your palate and we can, we'll talk more about that as well. But, um, but like you said, bitter is a very important part of it, but think about chocolate. Think about coffee. Those are quite bitter. Um, and, Exactly. And tea. So, um, you know, we definitely have a taste for that, but I agree. Like some people who try fresh breast oil for the first time, it's so far removed for what they consider to be olive oil because they've tasted mass produced junk, basically 70% of some, uh, has been in studies been found to be fraudulent or fake and not meet the quality standards and supermarket olive oil. So there, there's some, there's some problems out there. So I appreciate you helping to educate consumers on, you know, what to look for and how not to be duped by the, the fraudsters in the olive oil world. And speaking of educating consumers, you've done a, you do a great job, uh, with, uh, the products that you send out because you have a pressing report, uh, which is very detailed and it kind of helps you establish sort of a personal relationship between these small producers and, uh, and yourselves. Uh, you know, you give the background on, you know, the personalities behind the olive oil, the locality, uh, their pictures, very picturesque, certain parts of the world where it's grown, uh, and then their recipes. So, um, there's an article here in this one, uh, does eating a Mediterranean diet protect against memory loss and dementia? And it's adapted from pretty respectable medical journal, the American Academy of Neurology uh, journal. So right. uh, cognitive skills. Okay. Cognitive skills, something we want to preserve. Uh, they say research is needed to show the mechanism by which a Mediterranean diet protects the brain from protein buildup and loss of brain function. But findings suggest that people may reduce their risk for developing Alzheimer's by incorporating more elements of the Mediterranean diet into their daily diets. And yeah, it's not, uh, olive oil is not the end all and be all of the Mediterranean diet, but it's a key component uh, of uh, a diet that has uh, innumerable health benefits. Yeah, it's it's true. And most of the time in the US, a lot of people try to eat the Mediterranean diet, but they don't have the products that they really have in the Mediterranean. And one of those is olive oil. Most families, like I said, produce a lot of olive oil themselves. So they have fresh oil once a year. They celebrate it. They have harvest parties. They have oleo novolo, novello parties uh, and nuovo parties. And they taste the oil and they, they um, you know, just really celebrate um, this this product that that Mother Nature's gift from this tree that's hundreds or thousands of years old mm-hmm. um, that and and so for them they they consume that olive oil and they'll be done with it before the next season begins. So really, the longest they would ever have olive oil in a Mediterranean home would probably be a year, uh, which is if it's a well made olive oil uh, with with some polyphenols and antioxidants um, that it should be fine. 
for a year. I mean, it de- definitely degrades, but it's still, it's going to be totally acceptable. Most of the oil in the U.S. is years old. Yep. They don't date it properly. They they put a expiration date. There's no harvest date on the bottle. So they want to keep you in the dark as a consumer on when that oil was b- labeled or pressed and bottled and labeled. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tricky. The New York Times, uh, just, just published something that I, that I really liked. Um, they said the world of olive oil is murky. Here's mm-hmm. some help for the home cook. Don't try to parse every word on the label. The keys to good flavor are seeking out the freshest oil and using it generously. Olive oil should be poured lavishly and used up quickly. Experts say that freshness, more than color or price or place of origin, determines its quality. Right. I was like, go New York Times. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah. I think it's a false economy when people go to, say, uh, you know, one of the big box stores, you know, Costco or something like that. And they say, you know, olive oil on special, they get like, you know, a, you know, a three gallon, you know, uh, container of olive oil. And, you know, this will last me six months. Well, mm, maybe not such a great idea because uh, you want uh, your, I mean, olive oil is, as you pointed out, is a fruit. It's a fresh fruit pressing and uh, it can get rancid. And because our uneducated palates sometimes are not attuned to the, I mean, I'm pretty sure that when you do a tasting, you're kind of a olive oil sommelier as you're about to demonstrate with me in part two, when we do the tasting, Uh, there are certain flavor characteristics that suggest this is, Oil, old. It's 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 oxidized. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. You can taste that, and that's what I tell people to do when they join the club. Um, I, I I to get club members. Um, I, I basically offer a, a bottle, their first bottle for a buck. So people that that your listeners, because I really appreciate all the education and you know just value uh, what you're bringing to the world as far as health benefits of olive oil. I want people to understand what great olive oil tastes like so i have a special offer to your listeners that's a one dollar bottle so they can try the olive oil themselves and what i encourage them to do is take a tasting cup take their oil out of their pantry their current olive oil and and i want them to taste it side by side because really you know i'm a chef proofs in the pudding i want you to taste it um and really i i think a good analogy for olive oil, store-bought olive oil versus fresh-pressed olive oil is um, herbs. Uh, Store-bought bulk oil is kind of like dried herbs, kind Mm -hmm. of boring, not a whole lot of life to it. You can tell it was once a vibrant thing, but it's pretty much, you know, pretty quiet sleeper at this point. And fresh herbs, uh, fresh herbs are akin to fresh pressed olive oil. And when you think about when you try fresh herbs, which they use a lot of in the Mediterranean, um, all those like antioxidants and powerful polyphenols that are in the herbs, like all the aroma uh, the, and the taste explosion, like that's kind of the difference. Like store ball is is dried herbs, fresh pressed, direct from the harvest, flown in by jet is like using fresh herbs for the first time. Um, and, you know, so I, I think that's a good analogy. Um, but people can see that in their homes when they try the oil. OK, well, yeah, let's pick up on that uh, offer, uh, especially for our intelligent medicine listeners. It's an inclusive offer. You can try a bottle of uh, of uh, TJ's finest artisanal olive oil 
fines, normally $39 for just a buck. No obligation to buy anything else. Just go to myfavoriteoliveoil.com, myfavoriteoliveoil.com, and get your sample of artisanal olive oil. I think you'll be hooked once you taste it. All right, we're going to break because we want to do a tasting in part two. We have more questions uh, to pose to today's guest, TJ Robinson, a.k.a. the Olive Oil Hunter. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. 